Hi friend, welcome to the Yet Mothers podcast. I'm your host, B. I am so glad you're joining me today. If you're new here and would like to know more about myself and my fertility journey thus far, please go on and take a listen to the first episode. Like I've said before, my hope is to encourage those on this road to speak up and share their story. First on the agenda today, I have some updates for you all. No, not pregnant yet, but all health related. I had my post-op appointment and it was with a different provider than the one that actually did the hysteroscopy itself. Not my favorite scenario, however, she was super receptive to my questions and wanting to dig in deeper to the endocrinology side of the house and ultimately put in some more labs for me. I looked at the lab list, not the all-encompassing labs I wanted, but it is a start. After I do the labs, I'll have an in-person appointment and I intend to re-engage about those more in-depth labs On the upside, she did put in a urology referral for DJ, which I had been asking about for literal months, and he has his first appointment in the next few weeks. To backtrack a bit, if anyone is curious about what labs I'm referring to, I got a copy of a suggested preconception lab checklist from Dr. Kalia Waddles of Functional Fertility. I have shouted out her podcast a few times on my Instagram. Dr. Waddles breaks down a lot of this information and more in such a digestible format and explains exactly why different types of labs and factors sometimes thought as being unrelated to fertility are so important. The checklist is a free tool, which just made it easier for me to speak to the specific markers I wanted to be tested. Aside from that, I had braces put onto the top row of my teeth literally a week or two before this podcast premiered, and by the time this episode airs, I will have my bottom row put in. So sorry for any current and future ASMR-esque sounds. Definitely not intentional. I actually cannot stand mouth sounds. If you know, you know. And in a somewhat related segue into today's topic, I got a concussion last week and have been dealing with some lovely symptoms as a result of that and adding more unneeded stress onto my body. So that has been my last two weeks in a nutshell. And with that, let's get into it. Varying facets of quality of life on fertility has been studied, including the mention of a Fertility Quality of Life Tool, or FERTICOL for short, which I'm not going to lie, I'm not entirely familiar with. From my limited research, it appears to be a questionnaire of sorts aimed at determining quality of life in couples compared to time spent toward fertility-related tasks such as ruminating, research, discussion, etc., It's no shocker that women had a higher percentage of fertility-related tasks compared to their male counterparts. Let's be honest, ladies, no one Googles more than a woman in her two-week wait trying to symptom spot. Talk about research and ruminating. However, in general, more time spent reflecting was associated with worse fertility quality of life scores for both men and women with higher anxiety associated with this task for men. Probably speaking to the more internalized or introspective type nature of men when dealing with emotional or sensitive issues. 
Comparatively, time spent in discussion with others was associated with higher anxiety for women, but better social protocol scores for men. Which, when you think of how women tend to associate shame with fertility issues and using that shame as reason to not speak up, that last point makes perfect sense. I will include the link to that and other related research items that I may mention throughout the episode in the show notes should anyone be interested in digging a little deeper. So why did I go on a whole tangent about research regarding fertility quality of life? Well, when I finally started being open about my journey, I realized the shame I had been feeling was self-imposed and just an outright lie. And it is in that inwardly directed lie and shame that can lead to the topic of today's discussion, bitterness. The Cambridge Dictionary describes emotional bitterness as a feeling of anger and unhappiness. Psychology sources describe emotional bitterness as feelings of sadness, resentment, and anger that accumulate over time, usually a secondary emotion. Bitterness in the Bible is associated with feelings of anger, disappointment, resentment, and envy. Bitterness is unfortunately a common experience for those in their infertility journey, both knowingly and unknowingly. A quick search for bitter or bitterness in the forum or chat section of the app I use to track my cycles results in hundreds of posts detailing the feelings and mental state of those trying to conceive. Reading the ailing hearts of these sisters of mine in infertility is enough to make my heart hurt. I can empathize with them, as I once upon a time was them. I harbored so much resentment in my heart while fashioning a smile and hiding we had even started trying to conceive. I remember thinking such ugly thoughts about how unfair it was that people who weren't even trying were seemingly able to pop out kids like Pez dispensers. Needless to say, harboring such a deep negative emotion can impact more than just your mental health, but your physical body too. An article by John Hopkins Medicine discusses the general impacts of long-held resentment. According to the article, long-held anger or resentment can put you in a prolonged state of fight or flight which has additional ramifications such as changes in heart rate, blood pressure, and immune response. Those changes then increase the risk of depression, heart disease, and diabetes, among other conditions. In plain terms, poor mental health can put our body into a stress state. And if you've been in your conception journey for longer than five minutes, you'll know cortisol, our lovely stress hormone, can wreak havoc on your body. God made our bodies so uniquely that in times of high stress, our body will automatically prioritize functions to keep us alive. And surprise, conception isn't one of them. In women, this can sometimes result in irregular cycles and ovulation or recurrent miscarriages. And men are not immune to this either. High prolonged stress can impact sperm health across the board. A blog post by The Wholesome Story outlines the effects of chronic stress in a very easy-to-understand way and includes some cited materials if you care to check those out too. Also, shameless plug to The Wholesome Story. 
I contacted them with so many questions and their CEO responded to all my emails directly. It took like three emails for me to finally notice her email and signature block and realize she was answering me herself. On that note, I will have a code for new customers to get $10 off their first order, just waiting on some kinks in the system to be corrected, and I'll also add that to the show notes. I personally am taking their Mayo and D-Cairo inositol powdered supplement, and honestly, I'm enjoying it. It's been about three-ish weeks, and I'm already starting to notice some positive impacts since adding it to my daily supplementation. So all you other PCOS girlies, check it out. Myo and D-Cairo inositol has so many benefits for PCOS and other health issues. I'm not trying to give medical advice, so please do your own research and of course speak to your provider. Anyways, unfortunately, being in a stress state has more significant impacts, as I just said, because we are not meant to live in a state of constant or prolonged stress. Bitterness can develop or support a stress-like environment for your mind and physically in your body. And when thinking about it that way, I guess there is a little merit when some of our friends and family members tell us to just relax. Just kidding. Partially. But actually, please, please, please stop telling your friends and family in their conception journey to just relax and it'll happen. Like, yes, we can recognize that stressing is counterintuitive to what is trying to be achieved, but it's a thousand percent easier said than done, especially if you've been dealing with infertility for a while. It is, on the other hand, easy to become bitter. Bitterness can grow slowly and silently, never fully rearing its ugly head until you find yourself uttering something you never thought you would, but it somehow seems justifiable to you. And to make matters worse, you go into these infertility forums and every other woman who speaks up is standing in agreement with such vitriol. Hebrews 12.15 says, Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble and defiling many. This line in scripture is not speaking about fertility, but there is such wisdom in the association of bitterness and defiling. Synonyms for defiling include corrupting, tarnishing, contaminating, degrading, spoiling. Bitterness can infect and impact you yourself, resulting in you negatively affecting or even causing hurt to those around you, whether intentional or not. As the saying goes, misery loves company, and you're not surrounding yourself with the right company. Heck, I'd venture to say that kind of belief isolates you even more. So it's just you leaning back into the cold embrace of your own frustrations and anger. As Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness, anger and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. Again, this line is not speaking to infertility. To walk in bitterness, anger, wrath, is to come in agreement with darkness. Now, I'm not saying that in the fashion of condemnation or evil. I'm saying you are not giving yourself a fighting chance. If you do not identify the bitterness festering within you and seek the light, seek Yeshua, then you submit yourself to turmoil. 
you make fertility what already feels like an uphill battle even harder. If you ask me, I think bitterness is a product of not only suppressed emotions, but more specifically, unprocessed grief. Jesse Brown of the Infertility Podcast describes it perfectly. She says, quote, Infertility is a loss of a dream, the loss of a person you never get to meet, the loss of never knowing this person, what they would have looked like, what they would have acted like, the loss of memories you don't get to make, and that, my friend, is a deep grief, end quote. I remember having to describe to DJ in excruciating detail why every negative test hit me like a freight train. All the hopes and excitement that would build up throughout the month shattered in an instant by a piece of plastic or the arrival of my period. And when I got tired of crying, I got frustrated. Frustration turned to envy and enter bitterness. And through it all, I stayed silent. Sometimes not even admitting to DJ the wailing of my heart. The deepest parts of me beyond angry, that my body could not do this one thing, the very thing it was uniquely made for. Even when I started finally saying aloud that we were trying to conceive, I left all the details of our struggle of my heart posture out. And even in my selective silence, the depths of my bitterness continued to fester and likely showed in ways I was unaware of resulting in some of my sweet friends tiptoeing around me in their own fertility journeys, both in the successes and struggles. And although I appreciate their kindness towards me, it still knocks the wind out of me that they potentially felt that their story or joy needed to be stifled around and for me. Bitterness can be so divisive in that way. Which, wouldn't you know it, in God's perfect ways, Almost exactly a year ago, one of those sweet friends gently told me about her becoming pregnant. She had waited to share with me while wanting to time it right to be intentional and sensitive toward my journey and struggles. This was before I had my breakdown and woke up to one Samuel folded in my Bible. It was before I finally felt peace over our conception journey, and I still cried. But I cried out of pure joy for them. I cried not in envy or bitterness asking why not me. I cried because God is so good and he answered her prayers. Now looking back, I can see God was preparing my heart so that I would receive his response when he gave it. I don't know where in your journey you are. Maybe you're in the depths of yourself, drowning in your own bitterness, unable to see any way out. Maybe you're like me, on the other side of bitterness, wanting to hold a hand or Throw out a lifeline to all those still in their pits. Bitterness and resentment will have you chained in isolation. Whether you are in your fertility struggles, have experienced loss, or have a bunch of littles running around you right now, I want this to be a community for you. It's the whole reason Yet Mothers is the name of this podcast, without an emphasis on a not. With that being said, I'd like to end this episode by praying for you. If you receive it, awesome. If you do not, that is okay too. I just hope you would know I am here for you and that God sees you in your situation. You are seen and you are loved. 
even if you do not feel or believe it. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can come to you exactly where and how we are, and you do not turn away or shy away from us and our problems. No issue is too complicated for you, no feeling too big, and no pit too deep. You have not forgotten us. You do not withhold your love from us. Yeshua, we thank you for your ultimate form of love, for your sacrifice. We thank you that while hung on that cross, you kept your eyes on us so that we could set our eyes on you. You said that whatever we ask in prayer, we will receive if we have faith. I come to you asking to lighten the heart of the women out there dealing with sadness and bitterness. I ask that you would come into their hearts and show the light and love only you can. I pray they would seek you out and not the solace of their own grief. Lord, if I may, I ask that you bless every mother-to-be, every mother awaiting her child, every mother who knows loss, every womb be prepared for you to carefully knit a child into, every mother and her littles. We ask this in the heavenly name of Yeshua. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, I won't have too much difficulty speaking in the next episode with my new set of grills, and I'll link all the things I mentioned today in the notes. I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating or review. If you'd like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at YetMothers. Until next time, be safe, be good, bye.